0: I say one
1: go. thing. I want everybody go. to look at me. I'm gonna pass go. the coin after I say one thing. Go. Let's go. That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. How many people wanna eat a W tonight? people wanna to eat a W tonight? What, bro? What are you talking about, man? Bro, I'm out, man. I niggas tripping. La Miente. That's Spanish, for what's good, my people. <laughs> I just wanted to show you my versatility by going bilingual on that ass. You know how I do. Um, You know what it is. Well, you might not actually know what it is. So, allow me to inform you of exactly what it is. This is episode four of Sports, Whiskey, and Urn. The greatest fucking sports podcast known to man. Alright, well maybe it's not the greatest. Not yet, at least. But we coming, baby. We coming. Um, On this podcast, you get to listen to me, your host, Earn, unload his superior sports acumen uh, while partaking in an, at a minimum, twice the steel, double barrel, and age libation. What we drinking today? Oh, what we drinking today? None other than the people's chant, good old number seven, black bottle, Jack Daniels. Now, I know what some of you bougie folk out there is thinking, right? Y'all right now frowning in your face like, oh no, baby, you got to do better. But I suggest you watch your mouth, mind your manners. This right here is Middle Shelf Gold. Put some respect on its name. Now, before we get to the content, as always, I ask that you. Uh, grab yourself a glass and pour yourself up a cup of brown. Why? Because I'm not an alcoholic and I refuse to drink alone. I think they need to explore trading LeBron for getting as much as they can. What are you doing? <laughs> seriously? No, seriously. What are you doing? I, no, the, you got to get on the right timeline. If I could, I'm gonna say, if I could trade him for the Clippers into cap space, which would give me a better chance to get Durant or Kawhi Leonard, would I not do that? Okay, the- LeBron James is not getting traded. Okay. You gotta put everything on the No, day. you can't. There's a business decision. This man came to the Los Angeles Lakers. You gotta that yes. that, that that can't be part of the, the deal, me trading you Hold on, later. I, all I hear from the players now is it's business, everything is business, well if it's business, then I have to do what's best for my business, I'm not saying you definitely trade them, I'm saying everything's on the table to get this team better, everything. So, with football season coming to it, and here we are again, on the topic that never ceased to give us things to talk about, you know what it is man, LeBron James, LeBron the Kang James, fifth greatest player of all time. And that's been confirmed uh, through scientific methods, proprietary mathematical formulas, and all that good stuff. Fifth greatest player of all time. I know some of you foolishly believe he's the GOAT, but you, sir, madam, uh, person, are wrong. And I threw in a person just to be uh, politically correct. Uh, LeBron James, man, he, he is an enigma- Wrapped in a mystery, uh, wrapped in an ego. Translation, homeboy got some shit with him, man. LeBron James recently passed Michael Jordan on the score list, becoming the fourth greatest scorer in NBA history. Kudos to LeBron James. We gonna golf clap that. That's an accomplishment. And that is, I mean, before we get into, uh, you know, the, the the meat of the conversation, uh, that is a testament to his longevity um, and something that he's done that not many other players can claim. He's 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 remained healthy for 16 years and competed at a high level all 16 years. That's awesome. And that's why he is, you know, even able to claim that fifth greatest player of all time spot. So I don't want to I don't want sh- to downplay that. That's a huge accomplishment by LeBron James. Um, you know, to become the fourth greatest scorer in NBA history, especially passing one Michael Jeffrey Jordan. But with that being said, it's the gift that keeps on giving. The number one sports topic on pretty much every sports show for the last five to seven years. Sucks teeth. You probably couldn't hear me suck my teeth, so I just thought I would just say it. Sucks teeth. Gives the show, uh, gives, allows you to feel my emotion. <laughs> Oh, y'all back on that again? Oh, you back on that again? Yep. Listen, man, I ain't choose the game. The game chose me. So, yes, we back on that again. Okay. All right, let's baseline this thing, right? Where are we coming from? In a week and a half time span, LeBron James has gone from, for some of you people, the GOAT. For me, personally, it's the fifth greatest player of all time. And please take note that my ranking is backed by scientific and empirical data. Um, so from the fifth greatest player of all time to needing to be sat because his Lakers have been eliminated from playoffs, which is also a stain upon his legacy to should be available for trade. Wow. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Right now, I'm about to give you the contributing factors uh, to the demise of one LeBron, the Kang James. First of all, Demise is kind of harsh. I do think LeBron James will bounce back. I think uh next year he he will be in play. He will make uh his Lakers a force, but right now uh he he's fell fallen from grace. So let's let's say that. From the five contributing factors of LeBron James' current fall from grace. Here we go. Number 1 for LeBron James fall from grace. Uh, and it's probably the most pertinent reason, as you'll come to understand as I go through these five reasons. Um, and it's self-inflicted. What makes it even worse is the fact that LeBron James is a bad teammate. OK, and I know you say, how can LeBron be a bad teammate? Right. The media has told us he's a great leader uh, he, and he's selfless. Right. That's that's those are two. Traits that are not normally associated with a great a uh, bad teammate, but LeBron James is a bad teammate, and ultimately him being a bad teammate led to his cohort, his Robin, shall we say, or in times where he failed to show up, his Batman, uh, deciding not that he no longer wanted to play with him. It decided it took Kyrie Irving out of the fold. Kyrie Irving said, "I would rather move on than." play with LeBron James any longer. I want my own team. I'm tired of shouldering the blame when I've done no wrong. I'm tired of not getting the praise when I've done all right. Um, And LeBron James has led this narrative. Uh, One thing we can say about LeBron James, one thing we know about LeBron James and, and, and that you actually give him kudos for is that uh, he has an executive mentality. He knows how to control the press, control the media, and get his point across. He knows how to control the narrative. And the narrative that's most so uh, closely associated with LeBron James is that when his team wins, it's mostly become a, because of him. And when his team loses, it's mostly because of everybody else. And as a teammate, that's not uh, a stigma that you want to push on to your co-workers, shall we say. Uh, so reason number one as to why LeBron James has fallen from grace is that the Cleveland Cavaliers were no longer able to truly compete with the, the, the super teams of the Western Conference. Not even the super teams, the average teams in the Western Conference because they lost their second best, their 1A, I mean not their 1A, their 1B, Uh, player in Kyrie Irving. He moved on because ultimately he no longer wanted to play with LeBron James, i.e. LeBron James is a bad teammate. The second reason as to uh, LeBron James' fall from Greece is his leaving of the Eastern Conference uh, slash joining the Lakers. Now, uh, this was a brilliant move by LeBron in general, right? If you can't win a championship What's the next best thing? The next best thing is to get really close to a championship and regalvanize the Lakers fan base because the Lakers have probably one of the biggest fan bases in the NBA. They control the narrative, and and it all comes back to that, right? Um, the Lakers, the Knicks, if you can bring them wins, you ultimately become greater in, in, in the public's eye. Um, so LeBron James left, left the Eastern Conference because – uh, he saw the uprise of the Boston Celtics. He saw the uh, the the uh, he saw the uprise of the Greek Freak and the Toronto Raptors uh, reloading. And, you know, without Kyrie Irving not making it to the finals, the Eastern Conference is an indictment within itself. So what do you do? You go to the Western Conference where you're no longer required to make it to the finals, but at least make the playoffs. um and regalvanize a fan base that has, hasn't has seen winning in quite some time. So he left the the Eastern Conference and went to the Western Conference and joined the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, while I say this was a brilliant strategic move in general, it fell on its face because the Los Angeles Lakers aren't as good as expect, expected. They haven't met expectations, and we'll continue to go with that in a, in a moment, but... Number, reason number two as to LeBron James' fall from grace is leaving, leaving the Eastern Conference. It's, it's possible, it's very possible, it's very plausible that LeBron James, had he stayed in the Eastern Conference, would currently be in contention for playoffs, and contention for another championship, and continuing uh, to build upon his legacy. But leaving the Eastern Conference, he's put himself in a bind that, unbeknownst to him, he wasn't going to be able to meet expectations. Reason number three as to the LeBron James fall from Greece uh, is, again, LeBron James is a bad teammate, right? And, again, I know you're saying, like, how the hell can you – you're doing a list of five reasons and you gave the same reason twice. Well, it's twofold, right? So he was a bad teammate. He pushed Kyrie Irving out. Um, People realized that he was a bad teammate and decided – I might not want to play with LeBron James, right? So when LeBron James went to the Western Conference, when he went to L.A., uh, it was under the notion that LeBron James, plus the bright lights and sunny sunny skies of L.A., along with Magic Johnson, will also bring in other superstars, which will allow him to compete in the Western Conference. Other superstars mainly being Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Um, they got neither. Uh, they got neither. Well, Kawhi Leonard... Not so much due to LeBron James being a bad teammate, but Paul George saw, had to see what was going on and what has gone on with LeBron James in the past, and said, "You know what? I would much rather play with play with Brody, who's fairly loyal and will stand up for his road dogs and, to the end, than somebody who's going to throw me under the bus at the end of the day uh, if we do, if we don't win, if we lose to um, the Golden State Warriors." Ultimately, I will become the scapegoat, and I'm not really down for that. I'm going to stay in L.A. where I can be my a, a 1A or a 1B on this team. I can push this team to greater heights than they've seen in some recent times, and I will get the accolades solely deserved to me, and I won't play second fiddle. Again, this is all due to the fact that what? LeBron James is a bad teammate. So, yes, this holds number five on the list, and it holds number three on the list. Uh, number two is age slash injury. Uh, before LeBron James got injured, the Los Angeles Lakers were fourth in the fourth place in the Western Conference, uh, doing quite well. Um, you know, almost meeting the expectation placed upon him. Uh, and, and people celebrated that, right? Lakers fans were starting to get enthused, right? They hadn't been to the playoffs since Kobe Bryant, and, and this was something to be celebrated. Um, but ultimately, as we know, one thing that's undefeated in sports is age. Father time and mother nature can't be beat. LeBron James suffered one of the biggest injuries of his career, m- missing substantial time, ultimately relegating the Lakers to uh, the ninth, 10th seed in the Western Conference, something that they ultimately would not be able to recover from. So number two on this list as to the reasons for LeBron James' fall from grace is his injury and his age. And ultimately, this is something that, you know, doesn't get better with time. (laughs) As LeBron James gets older, it's, it's foreseeable that he will suffer more injuries And this will continue to contribute to his fall from Greece. Number one on LeBron James' fall from Greece. Again, LeBron James is a bad teammate. And I, people were probably scratching their head like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you can't have a list of five things and three of those five things be the same thing. It makes no sense. But it makes perfect sense if you actually think about it, right? LeBron James was a bad teammate to several in seven different factions, right? He was he's a bad teammate to his teammates in Cleveland. He was a bad teammate to potential superstars that wanted to join him. And then he was, first and foremost, a bad teammate, to the teammates that he's currently playing with. He tried to orchestrate a coup. He tried to orchestrate a a mega deal. He tried to win executive of the year by uh, forcing Anthony Davis out of uh, New Orleans and bringing him into the Los Angeles Lakers full. It didn't work. The New Orleans Pelicans said, we will not succumb to your petty ways. We will ultimately enact the most petty move i've ever seen in, in, in sports history and i again applaud the pelicans for standing their ground and not giving in to lebron james i mean listen i know a lot of people are going to say listen lebron james isn't the gm he doesn't make the decisions but let us who are we kidding here right lebron james has more pull in that organization than anybody not currently named genie bus right and that includes magic johnson so when we heard rumors of everybody on that team being available, that decision was made by LeBron James, right? And you can't throw an entire team by the wayside, and then when that trade does not uh, come to fruition, expect that, team, that those, team to, those teammates to then ride with you again. No, everybody then threw in the towel. They said, what's the point of playing to win if we're not going to be here next year? Right. Let's get our stats. Let's let's do what we do, and so when we can increase our value and and move forth and foremost, uh, and, and and this fact and the fact and if people think I'm crazy as to saying this, um, this fact was uttered by none other than LeVar Ball, who we all know speaks nothing but the truth. So help him, God. Uh, so if we're rehashing the list that I currently constructed for you, at number five is. LeBron James is a bad teammate. At number four is LeBron James left left the East the, the 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 easy pastures of the Eastern Conference for the rough and rugged pastures of the Western Conference, um, ultimately joining the Los Angeles Lakers. At number three, again, LeBron James is a bad teammate. At number two, injury plus age catching up to LeBron James. As we know, as I said before, uh, my, uh, father time is undefeated at number one again is LeBron James being the bad teammate now you can take what you want out of this I'm just here to tell you the facts well again when we had our discussions with Antonio and his representation Drew Rosenhaus we talked about we were willing to look into making a trade but we were specific that the trade would only be made if we felt it was beneficial to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, when we were able to get a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick, particularly where those picks were. The third and fifth picks put together gives us four picks in the top 83 when we include our own third-round pick, and it gives us 10 picks overall in a draft that we think is it's, it's a draft that's beneficial to have as many picks as you can get. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. So NFL free agency has begun, right? And if we learned anything in the first two days One thing for certain, two things for sure, is that the NFL is the one league that rules them all. I mean, let's be frank about this, right? The NFL offseason has been sensationalized to the point where it's actually more interesting than other other sports' actual season. Yes, baseball still sucks. I'm looking right at you. Um... The second thing we learned thus far is that stupidity runs rampant in NFL. Uh, a lot of the decision makers can only be classified as dumbasses. I mean, and I'm just being honest here. Um, if we could only, like, I can't fathom the fact that you get paid millions of dollars to do dumb shit. To actually do things that uh, contribute to a lack of job security, right? It's mind-boggling. Um, and if we're talking about dumbassity, and yes, I I created the word dumbassity because that's what that's the only way I can characterize it. Um, leading the charge is none other than Kevin Colbert and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right now, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steeler way. Right, we we've heard this phrase over and over again, and nobody really knows what it means. Right. A lot of people think it means play tough defense and, you know, run the ball. But we're not talking about the X's and those. The Pittsburgh Steelers way is more confounded than that. The Pittsburgh Steelers way is about ultimately, or, or how they would, I think they would like to phrase it, is, you know, you, you, everybody sacrifices for the good of the whole. Ultimately, the Pittsburgh Steelers way is comparable, in my opinion, to that of the NCAA, right? Uh, We are going to quell superstar status so that we can treat everybody as if they're average players. And that's where the Pittsburgh Steelers goes wrong. That's where the Pittsburgh Steelers have been going wrong. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers way has ultimately contributed to the Pittsburgh Steelers not being able to uh, acquire any big-name free agent since, what, Ryan Clark in 2006? You can't build a team, you can't sustain a roster in that way. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been great at drafting, clearly, um, but this is 2019. You can't sustain a roster through the draft, period. We've already established that the draft is a crapshoot. You never know what you're going to get. So to rely solely on that to build a roster is asinine, right? So we the Pittsburgh Steelers way is ultimately now going to be antiquated. Right, they have to evolve, and they're not evolving, and it's hurting them. And it's hurting them to the point where they lost two of their best superstars. Right now, it's evolved. Not, not only has has the has the Pittsburgh Steelers way hurt them in free agency, but now it's evolving to the point where it's hurting them and even retaining their own superstars. Right, players are like, "Look, I'm a superstar. I will be treated as such. You're not going to treat me." As if I'm a fifth round draft pick, bro. It's not gonna happen. And I know for for baseline players, for seventh round draft picks, for practice squad players, uh, for people who barely made the roster, you know, being treated the same as Antonio Brown and a Le'Veon Bell is great. But for the great players, how does that serve their benefit? And furthermore, if you can't sustain a culture because you don't have buy in from the top. You don't have buy-in from your quarterback. Your quarterback has already quelled, and I know a lot of people don't want to talk about that, but he is—he acts as if he's a superstar. You can see it by some of the comments he's making, right? I have the right to throw anybody under the bus. That's how he feels. So if he has that mentality, right, yes, it's going to filter down. It's going to filter down to the Antonio Browns. It's going to filter down to, to the Le'Veon Bells. But then we get mad at them because they're acting out on it, right? Le'Veon Bell got to the point, he got so frustrated with the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers did not pay him, not even pay him, treat him as the player he was. Le'Veon Bell was their best running back. Le'Veon Bell was their second best receiver, right? He impacted games just as much, if not more, than Ben Roethlisberger. But yet he was forced or he was subjected to franchise tag at the franchise tag. We're going to use up your value. We're going to wait till you get older, you know, and then we're going to toss you by the wayside. Le'Veon Bell said, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Not only will I not accept your franchise tender, but I'll sit out if I have to. Either you pay me like I'm weighed or I don't play. They called his bluff. He sat out the entire season. Now, that's a lot of people will now look to the fact that he's finally signed with the New York Jets and say, oh, well, he lost out on X amount of dollars. Uh, he's getting paid less than the Pittsburgh Steelers offered him. But nobody in their right mind can quantify peace of mind, right? Nobody can, can, can establish uh, the moves Le'Veon Bell made, how that would contribute to his longevity. In the NFL, and I know people are probably gonna say, "Well, the Jets are gonna do the same thing that the Pittsburgh Steelers did in terms of number of touches, so forth and so on." But we talking about now we got guaranteed money. You got the first two years, you got 32 million guaranteed. If something happens, guess what? You still getting paid. You're still able to take care of your family, and that's all Le'Veon Bell wanted in the first place. And the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers were or were unwilling to give that to him then. Ultimately, turned him off from that franchise. If you're willing to treat me like that now, when I'm in my prime, how exactly are you going to treat me when I'm past my prime? You know, when I'm in, in my golden ages, right? Common sense. Um, Antonio Brown. Let's talk about it, right? Now, first first and foremost, let me say this. Antonio Brown is a genius. He's a genius, okay? He took... He took the script and I told you you know who wrote the script TO wrote the script but he took the script and he executed it to perfection right let's Antonio Brown was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers right the Pittsburgh Steelers quickly saw what they had in Antonio Brown and they upgraded his contract let's get him in here for the long term right now before he reaches his prime and is able to command Max Dallas. Kudos to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nobody's fault in them for do that. That's actually a shrewd business move on their part. But now Antonio Brown has reached the point where he is the best receiver in the league and he questions is why he's not being treated as the best receiver in the league by his own team. Hell, he questions why he's being treated like a second-rate citizen when In comparison to his quarterback. Now, we understand that quarterbacks make offenses go. You can't expect a wide receiver to excel without a quarterback. But how good has Antonio Brown made Ben Roethlisberger look? And people will point to the fact, well, Juju Smith-Schuster came in and did the same thing, so is it really Antonio Brown? And to those people, i say uh, Juju Smith-Schuster had the benefit of Antonio Brown taking coverages, taking over top coverages pretty much every play. So yes, when you're playing on the island, when you only got one man to guard you, life is good. We'll see how well Juju smith suster and 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 Ben Roethlisberger uh, perform without Antonio Brown. But back to Antonio Brown playing the Pittsburgh Steelers like a fiddle. Um, He knew that he knew from the Le'Veon Bell saga that the Pittsburgh Steelers weren't going to pay him as he as what he was worth. He knew that the Pittsburgh Steelers weren't going to just release him so that he could actually hit the market. And 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 be valued as the best receiver in the league. So what did Antonio Brown do? He sabotaged himself. He sabotaged his team. He threw everybody under the bus. He dyed his mustache gold. He dyed his hair blue. He made people think he was crazy. Brilliant, brilliant. For two weeks, right? Two weeks is all it took. Two weeks of interviews. Two weeks of uh, of saying crazy things on the air pretty much for everybody in in the public, outweighed the nine years that Antonio Brown, you know, was the corporate businessman, subscribing to the Steelers way. I didn't buy it. I never bought it. I knew it was just an act. I knew it was a ploy. And I don't see how anybody else didn't see it. He knew that if he was traded, he couldn't just, he couldn't just, you know, acquiesce and request a trade, right? Because if he was traded and he was a, he was a, he, he fell in line Ultimately, what would happen is that he would be traded for a high value, number one, number two pick, right, that lessens the market for him. But if I sabotage my trade value, the team that does acquire me will be more likely to pay me what I'm asking, right? Furthermore, when Pittsburgh tried to be petty, kudos to them because I'm all for pettiness, when Pittsburgh tried to be petty and trade Antonio Brown to the Buffalo Bills, he said, no, 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 not in my house. Veto the trade. That's pop, that's that's the type of power a player of Antonio Brown's caliber should have. I'm not going to Buffalo, and if you send me to Buffalo, I will essentially retire. Do something. Ultimately, he got, he made his way to, to 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 Oakland, got his money. First thing he did was show up at the quarterback's house, built that bond. Met with John Gruden for four hours, showing his him his true work ethic, going over uh four four hundred plays that John Gruden had scripted out. He he redyed his mustache black. He cut off the bl- the blue dreads, and he had a clean cut at the press conference, answering answering questions like like a like a first time interviewee. It was brilliant. There's no other way to put it. Played the Pittsburgh Steelers like a fiddle. And I also wanna talk about the fact that he was being how he was being um viewed by the talking heads, by the gas bags, what they would what, what they tried to how they tried to slander his name. And mostly this 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 part of the podcast is going out to Will Kane, right? Will Kane is a fucking moron, and I don't know how else to say it. That's as nice as I'm gonna say it. Will Kane in in, in in trying to push his narrative that Antonio Brown through everybody is it, what did he would he say it's not about him getting the money it's about how he went about getting the money that makes no damn sense who on that roster was for antonio brown did mike tomlin stand up for antonio brown when he was going when he was going through his act did roethlisberger stay roethlisberger stand up for antonio brown or did he throw him under the bus more did kevin Culver stand up for antonio brown no none of those none of those guys was for antonio brown so why should he be for them and then, furthermore, to, to, to characterize a black male as a terrorist for his antics is, is damn right downline, borderline racist. And Will Kane has done a lot of racist things, said a lot of racist things, and gotten away with it. And the media kind of let this thing slip under the rug, but he should have been kicked off the air for what he was saying that day. Feel how you want to feel about Antonio Brown. If you like the Pittsburgh Steelers and you think you know he ruined your chances next year, Okay, you you're allowed to burn a jersey. You're allowed to boo and, and, and say slanderous things, but you're not. A, you're never, never allowed to compare a black man to a terrorist. Somebody should realize slap will came. Like uh, like I I I was bewildered. I was befuddled at the fact that you know he said this on the air with Stephen A. Smith and, and got no massive retort. I mean, Molly and Max just say, oh that's that's not cool. You shouldn't you shouldn't say those things. But if I was on those airways, rest believe I would have flipped out. And I'm not talking about physically, but I would. I the the wrath of Ernest Drummond would have been leased upon Will Kane that night. Now you're being condescending. See? Mm-hmm. You've been warned, all right. Let's move forward amicably. Okay. Well, so check I- this out. First of all, you throwing too many big words at me. Okay. Now because I don't understand them, I'm gonna take them as disrespect. Mm-hmm. Watch your mouth and help me with the sale. Okay. See. You want to go? Yo, I suggest you move back. Then, Nick, fire off. Let well, me. welcome to Smart Tech. Hey, can is, I, this, can is this I help your you boy? With? We will both mash you. What? Hey, what? how can we Where you can at? help you, sir? No, 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 he don't need no help. He's already been served. I served him. He's taken care of. He's a little slow, but he got it. See, what he thought was he could come up in here and make the rules, but now he see that Jay make the rules okay. in Smart Tech, Then I run this bitch, and now he about to bounce. This your boy? Yeah, that's my boy. We at the same Smart Tech. You just got fucked up with him. Both is going to get clapped up when I get back. Both of y'all What what did I do? It don't fucking matter. Alright, so just just when I thought we had filled our quota for dumbassity and, and and you think this level of stupid that the Pittsburgh Steelers just exhibited can can't possibly beat. You know what? Here come the Giants. Hold my bear. <laughs> Let me put this thing in perspective for y'all, right? A lot of people in this world are bad at their jobs. A lot of people in that organization are bad at their jobs. Dave in is a terrible GM. Pat Sherman, I have no idea how he got a job. Eli Manning should have been out of the league five years ago because that's the last time he was good. So what did the Giants do? They had an aha moment. I know how we turn this around. I know how we'll get us back on the winning path. They got rid of the player who the only one of the few players on that roster, one of the few people in that organization who was actually great at their job. They traded Odell Beckham, which is moronic to say the least. Further compli- uh, complicating or, or, or compounding the stupidity of this move is the fact that they had just recently, last year, signed Odell Beckham to a five-year, $95 million uh, uh, contract, uh 35 plus million in guarantees and then you have your GM going national airways and say when people are saying oh are you thinking about trading Odell Beckham oh we didn't sign Odell to trade Odell two weeks later you trade Odell that just shows you that there is no plan in place for that organization they they're shooting from the hip they have no idea what the fuck they're doing right i wouldn't be surprised if they trade Saquon Barkley next and tend to complicate the thing, to complicate the, the, the fact that the matter is you get rid of Odell Beckham, right? And, and you got rid of Landon Collins earlier. You got rid of Olivier Vernon uh, earlier, right? Nobody really will miss those guys. But you get rid of Odell, and guess who's still on the roster? Guess who you are still in the media talking about? We got faith in Eli Manning. Listen, anybody with two eyes can see Eli Manning is trash. Period. Like, Hell, you don't need two eyes. Anybody with one eye can see Eli Manning is trash. Hell, if you were blind, you could braille your way to figuring out that Eli Manning was trash. Complicate, compound, compound that with the fact that then you go out and you sign, go and take 32 years old <laughs> to a four year, $37 million contract with $23 million guaranteed. This is this 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 was your game plan? Replace uh, one of the top three receivers in the league with Golden Tate, who's now a journeyman, moved from Detroit to Philadelphia to now New York. That's what you're trying to sell to your fan base, really? Yeah, yeah. Odell shouldn't be the only person leaving that franchise. They should be cleaning house. <laughs> Since since Dave the second uh, Dave Gettleman uh, sent the owner the fact saying yeah we we've traded Odell Beckham I would have responded with effects like okay we've just traded you to nobody <laughs> we've traded you back to your family go enjoy go enjoy time with your ch- with your kids you're no longer needed now people often come up to me and they ask me they say they say they say they say Earn I say yo they say since you know it all. Since you're the greatest armchair GM known to man, let me ask you this. I say, ask. They say, how should you go about building a contender? What should your process be? Now, what I'm about to tell y'all is not proprietary information. This is available to everybody that's in these decision-making positions. And this doesn't just pertain to, to, to basketball, to football. This can pertain to life, right? There's multiple ways to go about things. There's multiple ways, trajectories to build a contender, right? But whatever way you decide, whatever route you choose, just make sure you bake in some fucking common sense, right? Make sure that's a baseline, right? That's the foundation that you build everything else on, common sense. That's where you start. If you make a move or you're about to make a move, and you know this move is going to uh, start an uproar, start a riot. Then there's probably a reason for that, right? There's probably a reason that people will go insane when they hear you traded Odell Beckham. And a lot of times people's reactions will tell you that that move probably shouldn't be made. And I'm not talking about sports analysts. You know, I'm not talking about the gas bags of the media world. You know, Because they have an agenda. They have an agenda and the, the agenda is coupled with a narrative. That's what they're trying to push. So ultimately, you can't listen to that if you're if, if you're in one of those decision making uh, positions. What you got to do is bake in some fucking common sense, right? And like I said, Odell Beckham is a perfect example of not having fucking common sense. Trading Antonio Brown is an example of not having common sense, right? At least trading uh, Antonio Brown for a third and fifth round pick is an example of not having common sense. Come on, people. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. These GMs, are not gen- they're not geniuses, right? they just at the right place at the right time and know the right people. Half the people that just watch sports generally could probably do a job just as good as them. That's why the turnover rate is so high. That's why so many teams have been in the cellar for so long. My beloved 49ers have stunk for five years, right? They just hired a GM who's never been a GM. He's doing better than the GM who had 20 years of history with the franchise. What does that tell you? Bake some fucking common sense into it, and ultimately you'll get to where you need to be. Now, some methods might get you there faster. Some methods might get you better results. But at the end of the day, the, game, the name of the game is win. Okay? Now, hey, some. Let's, let's keep it frank. I say the name of the game is win, but for some franchises, that's not the name of the game. They watching that bottom line, man. They watching that bottom line, and that could be true to the Giants. Maybe it wasn't about winning, even though that's what they tell their fans every time. We don't we don't rebuild, we reload, right? Maybe it's really not about getting the Ws. Because if it was about getting the Ws, then why is Eli Manning still still running the show? Maybe it's about the bottom line. This is a revenue-sharing business, baby. We can compete without competing. You know what I'm saying? we going to get paid even if we don't win. So, uh, listen, if you look at it like that way, then maybe Dave Gettleman is a genius, okay? But to me, he's on thin ice. He's on thin ice because the Giants haven't competed in years. They've been bad for quite a few times, and the fan base is starting to react. Bake some fucking common sense into your approach. That's all I'm saying. A lot of teams. A lot of teams. You can you 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 can see it. A lot of teams have had great all seasons, right? And, and, and it wasn't complicated, okay? The Cleveland Browns, example A, right? Everybody's hype about Cleveland. Oh, they gonna compete now. Oh, we getting that division now. Who we beating for the division? Pittsburgh Steelers who don't have no fucking common sense. Right? Those expectations are, are warranted. You get what I'm saying? Bake some common sense into it. The the Green Bay Packers who have been had their own methodology for building the franchise. Oh, we gonna build through the draft. We gonna ignore free agency. That's what we do. We take care of our own. It's worked in the past, but as you've seen the last couple years, it ain't gotten them far. So what they do, change your strategy, bake some common sense into it. Let's bring in some players who actually can compete because the roster we got right now doesn't do much for the for the for the for the for the, for the, for the fan base. Outside of Aaron Rodgers, we got the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game, and we can't even make the playoffs. Come on, man. Bake some common sense into it. The San Francisco 49ers. Listen, I'm a toot the horn, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Finally, we got a GM who actually thinks, who actually looks like he's making moves to contend. You bring in the quarterback, you bring in a new running back, you rebuild the defense. You bring in Kyle Shanahan, who's an offensive guru, one of the greatest offensive minds known to man. Bake some common sense into it, man. Um Talk about the Cleveland Browns. I, I want to talk about the Cleveland Browns. So let me get at it, man. Listen, I'm excited. I want to watch Cleveland. I've never said those. I've never said I want to watch Cleveland in the same sense. I want to watch Cleveland, and not the. And, and, and we're not talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. We talk about the Cleveland Browns, right? The, the, the same team that ain't been good since Bernie Kosar. They got my man Baker slinging, slinging and banging, right? <laughs> they got Jarvis Landry. Yeah, listen I've, listen. I've I've taken shots at Jarvis Landry for, for as long as I can remember. Right, like Jarvis Landry is, is one of the few people that can have eleven catches and have ten yards. But you couple that with Odell, top three receiver of all time. You you making noise. That defense is rebuilt. That defense got some dogs out there. You get rid of Julius Peppers, yes, but you bringing somebody else to replace him. They know what they're doing. John Dorsey, they brought him in from Kansas City. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to rebuild a franchise. And I know a lot of people are still skeptical. Oh, Cleveland, they're they going to brown it up. And when you say brown it up, that means fuck it up. That's what it normally means. They're going to brown it up. But listen, you can't help be excited. That city has suffered for so long, and they finally got the right person in the right time to rebuild the franchise. And I think they're going to do damage. I can't wait to see, wow. Well, Listen, Kareem Hunt suspended for eight games, whatever, or he, or he, he'll be back on the field. You still, you still got Duke Johnson. You still got Nick Chubb. You still got Baker Mayfield. You still got I can't even pronounce his name. The tight end from Wakanda, Wakanda forever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you still got Odell. You still got Jarvis. That offense is going to be fun to watch, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they win that division. Hell. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the AFC Championship game. Now am I picking them over the New England Patriots? Whoa, slow down, baby. You moving too fast. <laughs> you moving too fast. You know what I'm saying? And listen, since we're on the, the subject of the Patriots, let's revert back to what I said earlier. Bake some common sense into it. The Patriots are the, the 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 shining example of that. Everything they do has common sense Now, yeah, they might not make a move that that is that is uh you know, appreciated by all, but it makes sense. It makes sense not to pay that linebacker fifty million dollars when we got a young pup ready to ready to come up. Okay, it makes it makes sense not to pay Wes Welker uh, that bread when we got Julian Edelman, who's the same height, same size, same weight, same speed, who could do the same thing. You see, they ain't get rid of Gronk yet, right? Why? Because it's common sense that you need a Gronk. You see, they didn't get rid of Tom Brady, right? Why? Because it's common sense that you need a Tom Brady. Base some common sense into it, man. That's all I'm saying. Sell the team! Anything I should sell the team? You want to not come to any more games? Why? Yeah, that's ruined, right? What's your opinion? Uh, no, it's not an opinion. And, you know I Enjoy watching them on TV. Him. Him. Why? Bring him, yeah. Him. Hold him, Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Now, clearly, the theme of this show has been dumbassity. Defined as the ability to take things that should be an easy thought, an easy move, complicated, and make it dumb. Dumbassity. Uh... And if we're talking about dumbassity, I would be remiss if I didn't speak on one, James Lawrence Dolan. Yes, we're talking about the owner of the New York Knicks, y'all. But here's the question: I've said I listen. I I refer to James Lawrence Dolan as we're talking about dumbassity. But can you really consider James Dolan a dumbass? And let me explain this. Let me explain this. Dumb to me is things like the shit Dave Gettleman has done, right? The things like you you make a move that ultimately going to get you fired because you're not doing your job. The things that Kevin Colbert is doing, you made a move that's going to get you let go because you're not doing your job. Dave James Dolan's job is to make money. And the fact that the New York Knicks, as bad as they are, as bad as they've been for half my lifetime, right? Are still the most valuable NBA franchise, have the most worth. Tell me, James Dolan ain't no dumbass, man. He's a genius. It's hard to be that bad and still be good. Think about it. We, I envy James Dolan. I wish I could be terrible at my job and continue to 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 appreciate. You know what I'm saying? To appreciate, that's like buying a Boeing stock right now. That's like if you bought a Boeing stock right now and it skyrocketed after after 17 planes that fell out the sky. And I don't take that lightly. Shout out to the people that lost these lives on the plane. Our prayers are with you. But that's that's like buying a car off the lot, getting into a car accident, and being able to sell it for more than you bought it for. James Dolan has destroyed that franchise. Right? And 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 the most recent incident where he bans a fan for seeing selling the team shows you that he don't really give a fuck. I'm the big dog. You in my house. You want me to sell the team? Oh, that's not an opinion. Oh, you know what? Have fun watching this on TV. Kevin, first of all, who's Kevin? We got to figure out who Kevin is, man. Kevin must be the big dog. He <laughs> he called Kevin in real quick, everything got silent. Yo, Kevin, everybody needed Kevin in on the squad, man. Everybody needed Kevin. Are you getting into something, yo? Kevin, come get him. You know what I'm saying? Kevin, get him up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Put him on the ban list. Then the further complicated, what made it even crazier, is that in defending itself, James Dolan goes on the radio and said he was ambushed. Right now, anybody, anybody, anybody would have a brain and say, "Come on, James, we've seen the videotape. How could you say you was ambushed?" He said, oh, they, you can see them on video. They, they're canvassing the stadium. They're moving from one side to the next, and, and, and they're trying to find where I'm going to go, and then they insult me, right? First of all, they didn't even insult you. They just told you to sell the team. I feel like 75% of the New York Knicks fan base wants you to sell the team, so it's not like that's an outrageous thought, okay? And then they didn't even slander you. They didn't say it rude, anything rude. They didn't come at your mom. They didn't come at your children. They said sell the team, bro." Your reaction, you were so appalled that you kicked that man out the stadium. You said, Yo, I don't need your money no more, dog. I don't need your patronage. you band Watch us on TV. First of all, James Dolan, as bad as the New York Knicks have been, should literally be walking around shaking everybody's hands and, 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 and giving out cotton candy, right? Because that team is terrible. And they <laughs> had, uh, now, this year, they get an excuse because they've been trying to be terrible. You, you know, the tank thing is in. Sixers made it popular. I'm not a fan. I think you should always try to win. But they're trying to be bad, so they get a pass this year. But they, they ain't been good since since Ilya Houston and Patrick Ewing. I mean, damn. Yes, James Dolan is not a dumbass, people. He's a genius. Put some respect on his name. I aspire to be James Dolan, man. I uh, Put him on the list. He's one of my new idols. You got you got Stugots, uh, you got James Dolan, and I don't know. I gotta figure it out. But I want to be able to do nothing and and and, and get paid for. It. I want to be bad at something and people uh, put more money into me, right? I think that's what we all aspire to be. Been drinking for several hours. I believe uh, everything that anyone else has watched uh, Chad play. Uh, impresses me the same thing impresses them what does it mean to you now when the team is struggling <laughs> i want to kiss you i couldn't care less about the team struggling that's all i got um, plus it's probably in this thing before i go full broadway joke in these streets uh, plus my glass is empty <laughs> I truly appreciate the fact that everybody and everyone who listens, um, we're on Apple Podcasts now along with Spotify and others. Um, Remember, like, rate, review. Let's keep that same energy. This is Ern, signing off. Check y'all out next week. Peace.